Yeah, there's been a few times where I've lost hope and just said, fuck it, and, you know, I don't, I don't think I'll ever get out of this one, you know, but I've, I've kind of changed my point of view now. I'm, I'm kind of looking up at, out of the hole now. Last night took an L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks. Knew that ass was real when I hit it, bounce back. You ain't getting shits. Last night took an L, but tonight I bounce back. Boy, I've been broke as hell, cast the check and bounce back. D Town LAX, every week I bounce back. If you a real one, then you know how to bounce back. Don't know nobody, oh nobody. Always on the fucking job, I got no hobbies. Got the city fucking with me, cause I'm homegrown. Vibing out more than my phone, no, leave me alone, me on my own, no. I cut a bitch off like an edit. My daddy a G is genetics. I heard your new shit is pathetic. Your contrast should be shredded. To my dogs on the private jet from the public house, and I kept a G, yeah, 1,000. Click stars, studded like the Paramount money. Everything I do is righteous. Betting on me is the right risk. Even in a fucking crisis, I'm never on some switch of side shit. I switch gears to the night shift. Blacking out because I'm enlightened. God talks to me in silence, but I hear him every time, man. Thank you, God. God bless you. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I come stay. Knew that ass was real when I hit it, bounce back. You ain't getting shakes. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Boy, I've been broke as hell. Catch the check and bounce back. Y'all ain't gonna believe this shit. After 10 months out on the lamb, three DUIs, who knows how many women, who knows how many heartbreaks, multiple car accidents. I finally tracked down Shamrock. I guess that's what he still wants us to call him. I don't know. That's some bullshit I would be leaving behind if I was him. I tracked down Brandon. We were able to record our first podcast in close to a year. Probably a year. The last episode that we posted was in September of last year. So I'm going to go with like around 10 months since I seen this ass. The motherfucker's been dodging me, as you will hear in a few minutes. And I was trying to get a hold of him. I was trying to track his ass down. Circumstances have changed in both of our lives. My shit looks totally different. You'll hear a little bit about it in the episode. My boy's going through the same shit as last year. He's dealing with the same problems as last summer. It's pretty wild. Uh... If you got friends like this, the people that are like you're down with, the people that you can not see for like, you know, a long period of time, six, eight, ten months, a year at a time, and you just like pick up right where you left off. And that's how this shit went down today. Brandon's one of those cats to me. There's like two people in my life that are that I have that type of relationship. Brandon is one of them. And my homeboy James, who was also referenced in this episode, is the second. Got a couple things to say about the podcast. This may be one of our final episodes. We kind of left you guys hanging. We'll call it season one. We left you guys hanging last year, mainly because Brandon just fucking disappeared on me. He just fucking bailed. The summer was kind of like winding down and... (laughs) shit happened to him and so he just you'll hear about it he just fucking bounced so we didn't record an episode for a while 
Now he's got himself into a little bit of trouble, and we are going to see what we can do about future episodes, as you will hear in a in a few minutes. Um, quick update, without go- getting into too much detail. Once you listen to the episode, this will make sense. He uh, called me today. We recorded this like ten days ago. Uh, I think today's uh, Monday. We recorded this shit. Saturday prior not a couple days ago the Saturday before and I just been sitting on it it's uh we don't record in the same basement studio we had last summer this episode was recorded with some new portable equipment that I purchased and we recorded at Creekside right along the Tuckaseegee River I was hanging in my hammock Brandon was sitting in a nice camping chair along the river the bank of the river it was pretty dope so number one you'll probably hear some background noise like I said, some of the circumstances in my life changed. And so editing this is, I'm just unable to put in the effort that I used to be able to. So I don't know. Let me know what the audio quality is like. Cause I hardly fucked with any, anything. It was mostly a record cleanup and post just to get it out there to you guys. But he called me today because he wants a ride. He wants me to give him a ride this week. Uh, so I'll be seeing him this week, and he wants to record an episode on our way there. So that's what I have to say about that. In the little bit of editing that I did do, uh, I listened to the whole thing. You know, I listened to all the shit just to clean it up. And and I got to say, I'm really good at, like, fucking sounding like I know what the hell I'm talking about, but I'm not very good at executing the things that I talk about. <laughs> um, I was telling my girl, my new girl today, how shitty I've been feeling for like the last week. And like just the same fucking cycle of bullshit, the same cycle of depression. When I get like that, I just shut down. I fucking don't pick up the phone. I don't answer the phone. I just fucking shut down and avoid shit. And I was just t- I was just describing to her uh, the shit that I the, how down I have been feeling over the last week or so and whatever we just talked it out and fuck I just ate a pint of vanilla Briar's ice cream and I was walking out of the store with this fucking ice cream about 30 minutes ago and it hit me that yeah of course you feel like shit you haven't been doing any of the fucking things that you do on a regular basis, mostly a daily basis, to feel good. You haven't done a gratitude list in about a week. You dipped out on Saturday night's meeting. You didn't show up to Saturday night's meeting because you were working out of town. You haven't picked up the phone. You haven't answered the phone. You've been sitting on this podcast for a week to 10 days now. For what? You know, all the things that like bring me joy. You haven't been on the lake. You haven't been fishing. You haven't done shit. All the things that I use on a regular basis to fucking treat the symptoms, I haven't been doing. So I'm not good at executing this shit. I'm going through it. And that's why I forced myself to record this silly little intro and to get the episode published because it is pretty exciting, a rare sighting that we tracked them down. So anyways, let me know what you think we should do with this podcast if brandon goes away if it's difficult to get uh episodes recorded with him as you'll hear they'll probably have to be done via telephone and few and far between i'm sure because you know how that goes 
I talked on the episode about wanting to do something, some stories from the road. So I was thinking about maybe just publishing those little stories here until we can figure out what's going on with Brandon because he'll eventually be back. So I don't know. Anyways, let me know what you think. Should I just keep doing maybe some solo casts, some stories from the road, shit like that? Should I start a whole new podcast? I really don't want to do that. The email address is notgpod at gmail.com, or you can hit me at the hotline, 828-482-5915. Text, voicemail, whatever the fuck. Let me know what should I do. And enjoy what could be Shamrock's final words. (laughs) You're, You're fucking retarded, bro. dude this is dope right yeah this is awesome man I love, I love this shit riverside paint this picture for the audience baby paint this picture tell them what we're doing all right we're down here next to the river it's a beautiful day uh there's birds chirping in the background and you got you know the peaceful sound of the water and uh it's next to a walking trail you every once in a while you like see some people walking their dogs or something but a couple babes going by yeah a couple couple fine girls when you say down by the river you're like overlooking the river yeah i'm talking about like three feet and i'm in the water yeah <laughs> on a, i'm there's i'm just like we're on a couple rocks right now next to like the river it's pretty wild to think that the the route that i've taken in regards to podcasting has drastically changed and it's not it's not your typical progression for <laughs> the podcaster Right. The first podcast I ever did was in a professional recording studio over right. here at the university on campus. Yeah, I think I've seen that once or twice. Twice. No, I didn't see that one. I seen the one. I seen a couple of things like. That so you had. to go from podcasting in a professional studio to literally like outside, fucking kicking it, like piecing this shit together, right. is not the typical. Usually, people start off this way, you know. <laughs> yeah. With you bullshit would, portable equipment, and then they work themselves up into a big ass studio. Correct, correct. Yeah, here we are going the opposite direction. So, what the fuck is up, doggy? Well, I like this way better than I do the big ass studio. Actually, I think this was a uh, a plus. I think this was better. The only reason why I purchased this portable equipment was because the first month. A lot has changed in both of our lives since we last, uh, we just need to address the fact that we haven't published a podcast in like almost a year. September of 2020 was the last podcast. Yeah, man. And we'll get into why that happened. Yeah. But a lot has changed in both of our lives. Yeah. Since then. Uh, For me, you know, I turned into a van dude. (laughs) I'm not going to, I will never, this will be the only time I ever say it, but van life guy. I will will not use that term, but I I turned into van guy. So I'm living in the van. (laughs) It's been like three months. And for about the first month that I was out on the road, uh, I met so many interesting people that I was like, fuck, I just need to start like 
documenting these these stories. I, I I've talked to like World War Two veterans. I've talked to just crazy. I just I've just heard the craziest of fucking stories. Yeah, man, you're out there in the in the world now, so you can you're getting the raw deal, ain't you? I'm out in the world, baby, and I. So I bought this shit, and I haven't recorded a single one. <laughs> I've had this shit for like two months just floating around in the back of the van, and I haven't recorded a single one. And all of a sudden, the fucking kid pops back up, baby. He <laughs> went MIA for eight or nine months, and he's back. And mm-hmm. a, a lot has changed, dude. Uh-huh. When is it going to be enough? Uh, I think it's about there, man. <laughs> you told me that a year ago. <laughs> You're going to say shit today talking to me, and I'm just going to mm-hmm. remind you that you already fucking told me this shit. <laughs> okay? Yeah, I know. On our last episode, you, I can hardly remember it, but from what I can tell, you were out uh, on the lake, and you like got stranded on the island, <laughs> Yeah. and I, a rainstorm or something came? No, nah, no. Nah. Uh, what I did was I took, I had my little sister's boogie board out there. And I decided I wanted to go to the island, so I, you know, paddled all the way over there with my hands and stuff. And I got on the island, and I just let, I took my boogie board and, you know, put it up there for a little bit. I didn't think about it, you know. I just went around the island to explore. And I seen some chicks and some got people from Florida on, a, you know, those on the other side of the island. I'm out there, and they had some beer and stuff, so I was drinking the beer. Probably about 30 minutes went by, and then they had to go. So I went back around and my fucking boogie board was gone. Somebody had stolen my boogie board and I had, and it was like, man, this was a good ways to the damn, the, the mainland. But I was like, well, here we go. This is how, this is how it's going to be. R.I.P., baby. <laughs> yeah. So I just like, uh, started swimming and I got halfway and that's when I was like, well, huh, I'm about to die. <laughs> I just turned over and was just, just floating there. And I was coming to terms with how it's going to be. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, this guy comes flying up there on a uh, jet ski. And he's like, hey, man, you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm good, bro, but I need a ride. <laughs> he's like, well, jump on the back. And then I get on the back and I start heading to the beach. And mind you, everybody on the beach is probably watching me do this. So they probably watched me paddle over there on the boogie board and then come and then come back. My boogie board not there, and then they see me swim back, try swimming back. So everybody's probably like laughing when their asses off. And uh, but anyways, I'm coming through there on the back of the jet ski, and he slows down, and I was like, all right, man, I'll see you. And I just dive off like freaking James Bond and swims back up on the beach and walk back up there to my truck, <laughs> like nothing ever happened. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, is when you come from the places that we've come from and you've been through the bullshit that we've been through, that's, you know, that's, that's not, that's not a big deal. You (laughs) know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you left me right around that time, when you left me, you had, you're preparing to go to court for a single DUI, (laughs) a DUI that took place on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I got audio of you crashing into the embankment while I was on the phone. Yeah, on the phone. I made it though. (laughs) So, I guess I want to start off with like you were getting ready to go to court for that, and then you got stopped, and I think they hit you with a driving on a suspended license ticket. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) right. (laughs) And that's the last I heard. 
Well, I got convicted of those things, and uh, <laughs> a little while, like a little bit of time went by, I, I got another one. You know, I'm mean, what? Actually, I fell asleep at the wheel at my truck. I was sober as, a, you know, as could be, and took out four mailboxes and hit the bank and went over onto my driver's side and skid about like ten feet at least. Uh, I had a really bad night that night. I was fighting with the girls with that was going to Waynesville. She was wanting to go party over there and I like we just broke up or whatever and I was like, fuck this, I'm going home. I'd probably been up for about two days partying and stuff and I was done. But I almost got home. I was like two minutes away from the house. Well let's get into this shit a little bit. Like where did the where did the wheels come off? Because we had a fucking killer summer last summer. Right? Everybody wants to complain about the coronavirus or whatever the fuck. How many times did we even mention the coronavirus in this podcast? None, last dude. Year? Zero. Like we had a fucking kick ass summer, bro. We, we went, did. We went camping. We went to the lake. We did all this shit like mm-hmm. like regularly. That yeah. shit didn't slow us down at all. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think what happened was I kind of got with that girl, that girl, and uh, started partying again. Uh huh. And uh, then when me and her kinda, with her, yeah, I was partying with her. Uh, I didn't. We wasn't doing really hardcore drugs, but we was drinking a lot and going to like the lake at night and stuff and just you know partying. But we broke up and I kind of fucking lost, really, you know, my purpose. I don't know. I kind of just went off the deep end. I guess I don't know. Started doing some hard shit and like going back to my old ways. Yeah, it happened fast. Yeah, it was real fast. I my truck crashed and I kind of fucking that same night when I you know I love my truck. And uh, so I lost the girl and the truck, and I, st- I was like, "Fuck it," you know. I just started doing hard shit again. Yeah, but you're saying it started with the relationship, because the relationship wasn't even on this podcast. We didn't talk about it. Oh, I didn't yeah. know we didn't know anything about it. Last last I heard, you were like running around chasing these young girls. Right. Uh, I got really attached to her. Yeah. And stuff. What's new? It's on here. It's all yeah, on I know. here. I know. You know, you know how I am. You if, know. if you want to get your shit together, all you got to do is go back to, I guess we'll call it season one. All you got to do is go back to the first episode and listen to every episode and all your fucking problems. The same problems you're fucking dealing with right now that have perpetuated for a year and a half now are just are, are all right there mm-hmm. on, on yeah. those episodes. Yeah, and I don't really go back and listen to them. <laughs> I know. I need to. I don't really like to, but, you know, I need to. It's something, like, I have to bite the bullet, you know. Um, but, yeah, I need to learn a lot and not repeat the freaking shit that I do. What is it going to take? I asked you that a hundred times last year. <laughs> well, I don't know. I kind of, I don't know. I, I guess... uh Wrecking my truck and getting, well, I also got two more DWIs. Since we last talked. Yeah, so. So, in 2020, how many times were you arrested for driving under the influence? I think at least three times. (laughs) At least three. (laughs) Yeah, three. Is it four or three? I think it's three, but I I think one of them might have been in 21, though. I don't know, but it was like right after 21 started, but I think. Within a consecutive 12 months. Right. It's not good, but, you know, for a long time, I was good. Yeah. Uh, But we went back and forth last year. 
you were like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to stop. And then yeah. you came on here and you're like, I'm going to try the moderation tactic. Yeah. <laughs> Remember I, that? Yeah. And then what happened was I I just fucking threw it in the trash can and said, I'm going to go fucking, I'm not going to do recovery anymore. I know. <laughs> well, I, got, I just got tired of going back and jumping the fence, you know, and it was like, I'm just staying on, on the fucking wrong side this time. What was the saying? One is too many? Yeah. One's too many. Uh, uh, a thousand's not enough. A thousand's <laughs> never enough, Cuzzy. <laughs> Here we are. So now, so in 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 a consecu- in a rolling consecutive twelve months, you were arrested for driving under the influence three times. Got yeah, back- I wrecked my truck uh, the third time too. Wrecked I- your truck three times. Yeah. How many relationships? Ah, uh, fuck! I probably went through like after that chick. Well, I think actually, I think after that chick, I didn't have any more relationships. I just come. I talked to girls, you know, that was on drugs and never really, you know, had a, a dating thing going on. How much dope? <laughs> I've done a lot of dope. <laughs> fucking boatloads, huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, rolling fucking bullies. Yeah. <laughs> so what's it going to take? I guess uh, going to prison to rehab because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm looking at some fucking time now. So. Yeah, yeah. Let's dig into that a little bit. Yeah, I got to go. I've got a maximum of three years, two or three years, uh, mm-hmm. because of three DWIs. No more license, probably indefinitely. Um, I'm definitely going to have to jump through some hoops this time. Uh, I don't know, man. I just now got through with my shit for my first DWI and uh, done my community service. And I'm on two years of probation. How long is your license suspended for? I don't know if I'll ever get them back, man. Ever? Yeah. They didn't say like five years or ten years? Or... They're not telling me about when I'm going to get them back. Gotcha. But I might be able to get them back here in about five years. Yeah. I'm hoping. I got a buddy that I just saw. I went to Florida two weeks ago for vacation. It was actually pretty dope, dude. We went to a place called a small little fishing village in the panhandle of Florida called Steenhatchee. It's a tiny little town. It's in the middle of nowhere. Me and my dad and a couple buddies, and we went scalloping where we went snorkeling. Oh, cool. And you catch fresh scallops in the shell. You snorkel down and grab them and stick them in your box or whatever. It was pretty dope, dude. We we caught our limit in a few hours, and it was pretty fun. But anyways, while I was there, I got to catch up with some old friends. Mm -hmm. And there was a buddy of mine Back in my party days, mind you, I've been gone for seven years. I've been out the game for seven years. And mm-hmm. I ran into this cat through a whole nother fucking story that I, I might get into. And this son of a bitch got three DUIs within like a year and a half to two years. And his license was suspended for 10 years. And like the week that I was there, he had just gotten his license back. But he got it back. And that's, that's what I'm cool. saying is that it's it's possible no matter what. No matter how fucked up, no matter how how deep our hole is, it's hard to fucking look up from the bottom of that fucking hole and realize that you can get out of it. Uh-huh. But I, I truly believe that you can. Because yeah. I've been in some real fucked up, fucked up places. And to see other people, to see my friends heal and get better just reminds me that if that motherfucker can do it, then this motherfucker laying in this hammock right here can do <laughs> yeah. it. And that motherfucker down there sitting by the river can do it. Yeah, there's been a few times where I've lost hope and just said, fuck it, and, you know, I don't, I don't think I'll ever get out of this one, you know, but I've, I've kind of changed my point of view now. I'm, I'm 
I'm kind of looking up at, out of the hole now. What do you have to live for? I got a lot to live for. I didn't think so, you know, a month or two ago, but I've got, you know, my grandparents and my little sister and my friends and I got a lot to live for. Okay. And maybe possibly, I don't know, find, I don't know, maybe I'll find a chick that would have something to do with me. <laughs> I don't know, I can't really find a chick that that's decent, you know, and that's not going to, that doesn't do drugs and stuff right now because of my baggage. Because of my baggage. Yeah. I have a big, I have a big bag. It always circles back to the women, dude. I know, man. And why do you think that is? I don't know. I like women. I know. Why? <laughs> like, what is it? I don't know. I'm just, I like it. I like flirting with girls and I like talking to girls. I just, I crave it more than drugs, I think. I do too. I do. I've been doing a lot of journaling. I do two things. I don't do recovery very well. Okay. But I do two things, three things really good. One thing that I do on a regular basis, meaning daily, is I journal. Remember the journal? We yeah. talked about this shit. Yeah, I've done it a couple Over and over and over again. Yeah, I've done it a couple times. <laughs> uh, the second thing that I started doing that I found to be extremely beneficial is every single day I write a gratitude list of consistent of like three or four things that I'm grateful for in my life. And that's something that I just asked you, like, what do you have to live for? You just list, you just, you just did a gratitude list for me, right? I write a gratitude list and I send it out to like, well, shit, I, I send it to you a few times in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But I send it, I text it out to like six or seven friends. And the third thing that I do that, that, that is like the only thing that I'm really good at is I fucking don't fucking drink no matter what. Right? Yeah. I, I stay my problem, sober. That's one of my big problems is I drink. Yeah. And then I, I'm like, I, it's just one beer. Yeah. Well, then that one beer turns into three or four, and then I'm out hanging out with the, in the trap house doing dope and shit and mm-hmm. doing all kinds of shit that I should be doing, talk, talking to girls and stuff and everything, and then they get me into stuff I want to be doing. I don't know. It's, yeah. just, it's a damn domino effect. That's but w- at that's the beginning, though, you don't think of it. You're like, dude, it's just one beer. It's not, I'm not going to be I'm not gonna be in anywhere like that. And then like three beers later, you're there where you said you wouldn't be. Yeah, you're exactly where you said you wouldn't be. I mean, you told me on this podcast that you just drove to the fucking bar one night and you didn't uh, last year. You just drove to the bar. You didn't even know how you got there. You just ended up there. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I've I've identified through my journaling because when I started journaling, it was just fucking surface level shit. It wasn't fucking deep. It was like, yeah, today I fucking went to work and had a good day and uh, yippee yo, you know, ate some fucking mac and cheese, whatever, dude. <laughs> had a tuna sandwich, doggy. You know, it wasn't, yeah. there was no substance to it. And right. then the more I did it, the better I got at it. Yeah. One of the things that I've been writing about as of late is romantic relationships and my like desire and yearning for love. Yeah. I, I love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I like romance. I think it's very common in addicts, right? Mm-hmm. Pe- people like me and you, it's very common. Like something, I've, I've never felt comfortable in my own skin, I've never felt comfortable around people. In general. Oh, and yeah. all I've wanted is love. I fucking just crave love, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I've been on this fucking, in this van, traveling around for three months, right? And so I got two of the dating apps on my phone, right? <laughs> and it's a real basic profile. It's just a couple pictures of me. And all it says like, hey, I'm just looking to take it. I'm traveling in my van and I would like to take a shower. I'm trying to find a girl that will give me a shower. 
that will let, allow me to use her shower and take a shower, <laughs> right? Yeah. So what I do is when I pull into these little towns or whatever, because I'm in a different city every day of the week because of my job, mm-hmm. right? So like the first fucking thing I do when I pull into the town is I start swiping, right? <laughs> I start swiping. And this is it, it, this ties back into my journaling a little bit. The first thing I do when I pull into a town is I start swiping. All I want is to match with them. Yeah. I you, don't even want to message them. Yeah. You just you just try to find a shower, man. No, 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 no. Not even that, bro. Just all I want to do is to know that there's other people out there that want me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get do you. Do you know man. what I'm saying? Yeah. I got like you. I'll open this fucking app up right now, and there's like a dozen people that have matched with me that I have never sent a message to. Like I just mm-hmm. want to know that they're there. It it brings me comfort. Yeah. Just to know that there's somebody accessible to me that wants me or is interested in me, right? I don't even yeah. send them messages. I don't even say hi. I don't even say what's up. And I say nothing. I yeah. just leave them there. I I can, yeah, I get that too. And then being going for me going to the bar, I can relate to people there and I can also, I, I get, you know, attention from girls there and that kind of gives me like what I like to get to. No, you want to fuck. <laughs> I do want to do that for sure. <laughs> you got one in the hopper right now, cuzzy? Uh, yeah, I'm going that way too. Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to fuck her though. She's pretty cool. She's just my friend. And you know she's going to hear this, right? Uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope somebody hears it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just kidding, man. Nah. I don't know. I guess like, I guess that what I'm trying to say, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that like, I don't fucking know. I'm no fucking expert on any of this bullshit. But what I do know is that there's some type of correlation to this desire and need for love and Mm. these decisions that we make that lead us back to suffering. Mm -hmm. Whether it's the drugs, whether it's alcohol, whether it's fucking mindlessly swiping on these hoes when I pull into each town. like. Well, I know a lot of it is attachment, too. Yeah. I get attached, and then when that attachment's broke, I go all fucking haywire, you know. What does it look like when you go haywire? What do you do? I usually wreck a truck or something. (laughs) (laughs) Or drink a lot. Or get in fights or get kicked out of a bar. If anybody would like to purchase a 2010 black Ford Ranger, you can email us at notgpod at gmail.com. We're accepting offers for a 20, is that that right? No, that's a 27th. I mean, 2007. 2007 black Ford Ranger, four-wheel drive, all banged up. It's been <laughs> rolled. It's It's got a bunch of dents on the hood, missing front bumper. We're taking offers. Low miles, 115,000 miles. <laughs> We're taking offers, notgpod at gmail.com. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, it's mechanically sound. It just needs a little bit of loving on the, on the body. It is mechanically sound. Yeah, and the interior is okay. It needs some cleaning up. Yeah, yeah. It's a truck, though. You know, you, you can put your tools in the back and stuff. You got that bed. It definitely serves its purpose. It's got you through a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's, right? it's been a fucking, it's been a champ, you know, compared to what I put it through. There ain't many vehicles and take me. Yeah. And it has. All right, dude. Well, uh, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm fucking, I was scared to death. I, I, I. You know, I I hope you know that I tried to get in touch with you. Yeah, I know you did. Throughout all these months. I wanted to keep recording. I, wanted I felt to keep... bad, though, too, because you try and get up with me, and I just... Yeah, like... but you know that I don't fucking hold no... I don't hold 
judgment towards anybody, dog. Yeah. I fucking love my enemies, cuzzy. You know uh, that shit, dog. I know that, but still on my end, though, I felt ashamed. To man up. Yeah. And to... be like, sorry, doggy. Yeah. Like, I, you didn't know I, you didn't think I knew you were on fucking dope, kid? I, I, I knew you did. <laughs> yeah. but, but I didn't want to tell you straight out that I was, you know. I, I know, have... even recently. Yeah, I know. Even recently, until I started running into your homies in town, you didn't even want to fucking own up to that. <laughs> Did you? Nah, man. You're my you're my mentor. I don't want to down, you know, or you're like somebody I look up to. I don't want to. Like, I've been playing this game a while, brother. I understand that people fuck up, right? It's okay to fuck up. I ain't. I, I told you I fucking took some acid two weeks ago, right? <laughs> That's I don't consider that a fuck up. Right. It's okay to make mistakes, right? Yeah. It is okay to make mistakes. Make mistakes. You yeah. can fucking lie to me all you want. If you can't be honest with me, bro, your homeboy, doggy, how are you going to be honest with yourself yeah, about this shit? How are you going to be able to look yourself in the goddamn mirror <laughs> and say, God damn it, I fucked up and own up to your actions, dude? Yeah, I know. It's hard to. What happens when you start avoiding the bullshit? It just starts getting worse. It fucking piles up. I, I heard this saying a few days ago, like, uh, if you don't deal with your demons, uh, all they do is like go in the cellar of your heart and start working out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> getting yeah. getting buff and then they'll come back out and beat the fuck out of yeah. you. Yeah. They'll knock you down, cousin. Yeah. They, they will so knock you, you down. So you got to deal with them, man. You got you to gotta look them in the eye and you got to get that shit done with. I want to see you do good. You're, and I told you this last year, bro. You're so fucking young, bro. 23? Yeah. 23 years old? Yep. Looking at prison? <laughs> no driver's license for who knows how long? No yeah. fucking truck? barely hanging on to a job only because you get high with the fucking workers no i don't get high with the workers. don't even lie like you do no not not these guys these guys they they drink a little bit but they don't they don't do that shit yeah but well, that, i pick up other jobs where i get high with my workers but. you don't you don't go to the dope you're like me in many ways you're like me in many ways you don't go to the dope the dope comes to me it's a slow <laughs> progression yeah. Through alcohol. Yes. Like, I I go through many other hoops before I get to the hoop that Correct. That fucks me over. If you're not drinking, you're not just using dope. That's right. Right? Am yeah, I right? That's right. You're but, not just gonna call end up at the trap house unless you're fucking got done got shit faced and you're heartbroken yeah. and all this other I, bullshit. There, I have a little bit of I have a couple walls that are up, but when I start drinking, them walls get, get tore down real easy. Yeah, and I got news for you, son. The dope always wins. <laughs> can't beat it, man. The dope always wins. You mean you can't beat it? You can't beat it. <laughs> it will fucking win. You know, I yeah. started going to meetings a couple weeks ago, bro. I stopped going to meetings when the pandemic started. Yeah. Because I wasn't a fan of uh, the Zoom stuff. Every I wasn't a fan of Corona. Everyone was complaining about Corona on the Zoom meeting. So I didn't I stopped going to meetings. All the meetings shut down. Everybody was on Zoom and everybody was strictly complaining about how fucked up it was that we had to be on Zoom. And I just got tired of hearing it. Yeah. Remember, I tried to get you to come to a couple Zoom meetings where you did show up for one. But anyways, and uh so about two weeks ago, you know, I noticed this shit with the swiping thing on the dating apps. I noticed that like it was the first thing that I went to. And it was like I noticed this uh I don't know, what do they call it in the rooms? They call it uh, obsessive and compulsive thinking, right? Where you like keep you get into something too much and you keep going back to it and you can't stop thinking. And I was doing yeah. that shit with the fucking Tinder thing just to mm -hmm. know that people were out there. 
starting to get possessive. Over yeah, it. just just fucking habitually doing it. Like instead mm-hmm. of fucking coming down by the river, I'd sit up there in the van and swipe away. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I I recognize that. That's good that you recognize it. And I was like, okay, this is an unhealthy behavior. I know where this leads to. Mm. It starts with the swiping, well, right? Yeah. yeah. And it leads me to the dope, right? Uh, <laughs> I know where this leads. And it's not a instant. It's a very gradual, a very slow progression. Well, yeah, I, I kind of get that too. Sometimes I recognize the bad behavior and I can kind of, you know, think of the future where what it's going to lead to. But then sometimes I don't even stop it. I recognize it, and I'm like, "All right, well, I, um, I'll, I'll try not to go through dope after I do this." But I don't know if I'll have the. I can kind of recognize shit, but I still don't stop it. You know. Yeah, recognizing it, recognizing it is the initial step, right? Yeah. Somebody told I was reading a book the other night, and somebody told said in this book she was talking about like mindfulness and meditating and things like that and how like you know when we've meditated in the past like the basic instructions is just like follow your breath right Mm -hmm. feel it come in feel it go out you place your awareness your attention on that breath well how many breaths do you inhale before you're fucking deep in thought somewhere else right Mm -hmm. your your intention your plan is to Focus on the breath and not not go down the road of thoughts. Don't buy into the story. Let the thoughts come. Let the thoughts go. Mm-hmm. And easy come, easy go. But every it's impossible. The expert meditators, people have been doing it their whole entire lives, get lost in thought. It's yeah. fucking human nature. That's yeah. what we do. Uh-huh. So this woman was talking about that in this book, and she was saying that. Each moment of recognition, right? So your your intention is to focus on your breath. And a few minutes go by and, and you, you get lost in thought. Yeah. The moment that you recognize you, it. The moment that you recognize that you're lost in thought, that exact moment is a brief moment of enlightenment yeah that's what i was thinking about too like you being able to recognize that is i don't know it's a very powerful thing you know but you're right i didn't do anything about it i recognized it but i kept on swiping (laughs) right no i did i did yeah and then like two weeks go by Uh, this is a true fucking story two weeks go by and when I travel into these towns, I go to the same town. So I like I have like two little routes that I take. One week one route, week two route, and then I go back to week one. So I follow this kind of route, and so I'm going into the same little towns. And I've been going into this little city called Mountain Rest, South Carolina. It's right in the foothills of South, right at the end of the foothills of South Carolina, where the mountains meet the foothills. It's the last glimpse of the mountains before you get into the foothills of South Carolina. Wow. And I've been going there regularly for a few months now. And so I was having these feelings about, or I was having this, this, uh, I was consciously aware of what I was doing with the dating apps, with all the swiping. Mm-hmm. But I kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And where did it lead to? It led to 
me going to this one specific town in South Carolina for a few months straight, every other week, bi-weekly, so like twice a month I would go into this little town in South Carolina, and I would drive by this little biker bar. It's just a little fucking dive bar. Just it's it's a it's a biker bar because it's a really heavily uh, tr- motorcycle trafficked area. It's a heavily it's a route that these motorcyclists take. So it's a dive bar, a dive biker bar. Mm-hmm. And I found myself driving by this fucking place <laughs> and thinking to myself, that looks like a pretty cool spot. Yeah. I wonder what's going on inside there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sound familiar? Yeah, very familiar. I'm surprised you drove by there. I drove I by mean, like 10 times. Uh, if that was me, it took one time. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where I'm get, what I'm getting at is that that was the moment of enlightenment. That was the moment where I'm like, I could differentiate myself, my identity, my soul, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I could identify. I could clearly see the difference between who I am and what I want for myself mm-hmm. and what in the thoughts that come into my mind. Because I don't want to go to a, a bar. Yeah, you don't want to. I don't want to. So where did that thought come from? Who put that thought in your head? Yeah. It's not me. Uh, it's... Uh... It's the cravings and stuff that come along with a bar. Yeah. You know? It's and I, the things, it's the, it's the stimulations that come with it. Like girls. The opportunities? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say, like, well, yeah, there might be a really hot chick in there that, you know, wants to fuck me, you know, or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's a lot of things that we crave and stuff that, I don't know, that would that would, that would make us want to go to a bar, I guess. And that was when I told myself, you got to go to a meeting. You have to just go and fucking listen. Even if you don't have nothing to say, just go and listen and hear the message. Right? And Mm -hmm. I made myself go back. And so three weeks ago, tonight, I'm going tonight. Three weeks ago, I started, I'm just going once a week on Saturday nights, you know, just to to get a little bit of that recovery back in my life. Yeah, you needed to go to the well. You needed to get a little bit of... Some uh, recovery back in, into what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I live at the well, you know? Yeah. I, I'm camping at the at these fucking dope-ass campsites. I'm fucking doing shit like this. I'm fucking lounging in my hammock. I'm but, fishing all the time. I'm catching tons of fish. All the things that I did last summer that brought me relief, I'm still doing. Yeah, but... But if, I slacked on the recovery part. But if you uh, start getting on your phone and start swiping a lot uh, and stuff, that it doesn't matter if you're at the well. It's where your thoughts are. Yeah. You could be, we could be sitting here next to the river, and if our thoughts aren't, aren't, you know, here with us in the recovery zone, and I could be rolling a bowl right now, and that's not recovery. Woo! <laughs> you know, you, you could be at the well, but you're not at the well. You know what I mean? If two hot chicks floated by right now, fuck, scratch hot. If two chicks <laughs> floated by on a tube, and they floated up to this big rock right here, and they had a cooler full of booze, and they were like, hey, you guys want to party? There is no fucking way that you would say no. I would probably say yes. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah, man. Especially if they got beer. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So how do you, how do we plant, how do we build the foundation 
to to get to the point where we know that because right now we know it's not and i'm i'm just as guilty i would do the same fucking thing this is the deal we know what's healthy for us and what's probably not healthy but we still do choose the unhealthy thing because it will bring us temporary relief yeah it's kind of easier to I mean, I'm doing it right. I'm I'm doing it right now. You know, getting into a, a potentially unhealthy relationship in a weird situation. You know, with a lot of yeah. circumstances around it. Yeah, I think I'm about red to flags too. everywhere. I think I'm about to too with the chick I'm gonna go see after this. <laughs> red flags everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I got a couple red but, flags. But she's into me. Yeah, she's into me too. And she's gassing me up, gasses me up every day with love. And I fucking love that shit. And I eat it up. And I see the potential in her. Yeah, I see the potential in this chick too. But that's her deal, right? It's up to her to get her shit together. That's right. Right? Yeah. So, like, I'm at this, I'm faced with this predicament. And I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep fucking going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you me know too. What I'm, saying? I'm, yeah. I'm not going to slow down. But I'm not, but here's the difference. You know, two or three years ago, I would have got high if it didn't work out. I would have yeah. got drunk if it got fucked up. We need to keep an eye on this rain, dude. It's like clouding uh, yeah. up. I thought I seen some drops. Did you? Yeah. I didn't know. Keep an eye on this shit. I mean, I'm not too worried about it, but just, we can't get soaked, soaked. All right. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm yeah. going to keep moving forward with it. I'm not fucking, I'm not ending things. And I talked to her about this shit. I fucking told, everything I just said to you, I've told her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's pretty cool though that you uh, that you just said that because I was thinking about that too. Like, you after you said like you can't control what she does, but if you see the potential, uh, hopefully, like you can hope the best for her. But regardless, if um, you know things don't work out with you guys and you guys break up, you can't let it destroy you to make you to where you fuck up. Yeah, you know, gotta keep. And uh, in the past, I it would have. Yeah, it, me too. I, I went to jail most of the time when my girl, <laughs> <laughs> when me and my other girlfriend, my ex girlfriend broke up. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, pretty bad. Pretty bad. But yeah, that every time I fucking break up with a girl, I don't know, shit goes bad for me. Well, I, I shit don't go bad for me. I just do fucking crazy shit. Well, last know? year I was telling you to fucking burn a time out and fucking take a break from the ladies for a little. What bit. I do? What I do? I put that you bitch up from, in yeah. third gear and kept. Uh-huh. <laughs> I went. I went harder after. Uh, I was thinking, yeah, I need to slow down. I need to get away from that. And then what did I do? I done the opposite. But I don't know. It, I don't know what the answer is because I did that. I took a break, and then as soon as I came back in the game after a couple of years, I got wrecked. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I did. I took a break. How do you heal? I don't know. And then how do you enter into a relationship as healthy as possible where nobody gets hurt? I don't know. Mm, I don't know, man. I guess uh, this fucking the booze and shit, and the fucking addiction and all that stuff is so intertwined. Mm-hmm. Because you got so many people that fucking love you. I have so many people that love me. Yet all I desire is fucking love. Mm. Why? There's people that love me. Yeah. The list is a mile long. I'm fucking fortunate. I'm a fortunate motherfucker to have all these people that got my back. Yeah. And so are you. Yeah, I know. I think uh, for me, a lot of it is too. I want to, I kind of paint a picture in my head of like family, you know, white picket fence, big house. You know, I have a dream of it, but 
when things don't go to according to how my dream is or how I think it should be, then I just freak out, I guess. And I I get possessive and stuff like that over the chick. And How I, often do things go the way that we have the story painted in our head? Um, probably zero. Very slimly. <laughs> Very, it does not happen as often as we would like for it to like to believe that it does. Yeah. It fucking does it. Let me ask you this. From my perspective, what is the difference between seeing the potential in this in this partner of mine, right? Compared to seeing the potential in you. Cuz I didn't tell everything I just said about her, I've said to you about you that I see the fucking potential in you that I fucking believe in you that I know you could fucking get your shit together. I I fucking said all that shit. Yeah, you're asking what the difference is? Yeah. No, I don't know. Just because you're my home, but take the pussy out of it. What's the difference? I don't guess there is a difference. There ain't. But and, yeah, yeah. And if I go out and get in relapse and you and stuff, like it's not you're going. You're saying like you you're not going to let it affect you to yeah, where you're, yeah. you lose your re- recovery. Well, I guess what I'm saying is that like entering into this new thing with her, being v- consciously aware of all the red flags, yet not not worrying about them yet walking right past them this the same situation with you mm-hmm. right yeah i fucking see the potential in you i believe in you there's all this shit surround you know going on in your life and all these things like does that make sense yeah it does but or what are you what are you gonna do about it though like if you, when you see the red flags do you just keep on going or what do you say something i right now in my life i try to say something but some people, you can't say it. You try it, and then it fucking hmm. ruins shit, you know? Right. Um. Luckily for her, for this specific situation, she gets it. She allows me to communicate with her in a healthy way. Like, she does yeah. fucking, she does, um, receives, she receives the message well. And she acknowledges my fears. Yeah. And I can, I can say that that's something that's never happened in the past. That's good. That's good that you have uh, communication like that. Yeah, it's not, and you know, is it going to help? I don't. To be determined. Yeah. It's you just you're just a messenger. If she takes the message to heart and changes, then that's good. If not, you gotta. I guess you gotta be okay with it too. Somehow. I mean, not okay with it, but just you know, come to terms with it. I mean, we we did all this shit last year. Like, you got to be okay with fucking it coming to an end. With you got to be okay with it not working out, bro. Yeah, you got to be okay with that. Really you're... helped me out because I didn't really think about that until you uh, said that. Like, you was like, even if we this is gonna work out and we get married or whatever, I still have to go ahead and come to terms if it, that it's not gonna work out. Yeah, or that it will end eventually. You yeah. have this picture, this white picket fence painted in your head, right? Uh huh which is totally achievable, right? It's totally possible to get that. But that doesn't mean that the next girl that walks into your life Will is be the that one, one that's going to take you there. Right. They might be a, a lot more stepping stones to go through before I get to the one I want. That life that you have envisioned in your head isn't as e- It's not easy. Just because things are fucked up in our lives right now and that we choose to live on the fucking edge 
right? Uh-huh. Having all those things isn't it's just as fucking hard. What are you doing? I hear you moving around, cousin. I was just moving. It's not it's not fucking hard. I watch my brother. He's got a fucking fan, happy family. They have all this shit. They have the house. They have the fucking kids. They have good jobs. They have all the shit. He fucking busts his ass for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It doesn't get fucking easy. It probably gets a little bit harder. Yeah. It probably gets a little bit. Oh, fucking spider just crawled on my leg, cousin. Oh, God. I hate spiders. He's still on me. I got arachnophobia. A little bit, I think. He's I know like, I don't like spiders. He's all up in my hammock, doggy. Oh, you better crawl out then. <laughs> he's gonna get you. I don't think he's gonna bite me, dude. Is it? Is it a friendly spider? I think he's like those ones that jump, you know. Uh oh. It's a little black one. Those are the damn. Those are the roughest to get away from. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> oh shit! I'm glad I'm not in that damn thing. I'd be freaking out. Oh I'd probably God. fell out. The bro, hammer. when you... Uh, I just flicked him off. All right, when cool. you've been, I've been living on the fucking road for three months, bro. You got, you're got, you used to this shit, dude. <laughs> you start coming to... Start start uh, adapting to that kind of stuff. Yeah, huh? I got I got some stories for you, dog. <laughs> I got some stories for you. Um, I'm going to tell you one right now. While I was on this trip in Florida, right? I'm trying to... I want to fucking scare you straight. <laughs> While I was on this trip in Florida... This is crazy. This is some fucking God shit, dude. <laughs> this is some fucking higher power God shit. Are you comfortable? Is it uncomfortable? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, About three days before I went to Florida on this trip, I had a phone missed phone call in the middle of the night from one of my childhood friends. A guy that was not into drugs or alcohol. He drank and shit. He never did drugs. He drank and shit, but he wasn't the party animal kind of guy. He was the kind of like, uh, he would be the one that would be babysitting the person that had too much to drink at mm-hmm. the parties. He would be the one that was taking care of people and shit. That's cool. He wasn't like he wasn't one of us. <laughs> and I had I was mi- the one getting babysitted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was babysitting people like me. I felt a raindrop. Yeah, I felt. I see him. I feel okay, him. we might have to fucking bail. God damn it. Oh. And so. What what we'll do is I'll just grab all the shit and throw it in the duffel bag, dude. All right. The windows are down in the van too. Oh, fuck. Um. So I fucking he he called me in the middle of the night, like I say the middle of the night, but it was like eleven, twelve o'clock at night. I was already asleep. I missed his call. I woke up the next morning, looked at my phone, saw that he called, but I I forgot to call him back. You know, I it's just one of those things where I just didn't call him back. So, I was supposed to go to Tampa on a Monday. But I decided to get all my work done early, and I went into town a day early because I got my work done and I was able to get off and dip. So my first morning in Tampa, I wake up in the the first thought that comes to my mind is I need to call this dude back, right? Right. So we're talking about these like thoughts and ideas and shit like that. Where did that thought come from? Why was I triggered after forgetting for four straight days? Why did I remember to call him back? So I called, I texted him. It was like seven o'clock in the morning. I texted him. I said, hey, man, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't call you back. I'm in Tampa. Let's get together, uh, you know, hang out, whatever. He instantly calls me. As soon as I texted him, he calls me. I answer the phone and he is Fucked up, 
fucked up. I could yeah. hardly recognize his voice. And he, he had called to inquire about recovery. Okay? Why, why he's fucked up? Well, that's the original call. Remember, he called me th- three days ago. No. The original call was to inquire about recovery. Oh, okay, yeah. Because he knew I was sober. And what had happened was his family had sent him to a detox, right? I didn't even know he had a drinking problem. Yeah. But his family had, like, they got, like, a court order for him to go to detox. They got him a court order? Yeah, like a Baker Act or the Florida, they call it Baker Act, like 5150. What do they call it here? I don't know, man. Was, I, uh, nobody does that around here. No, they do. The uh, involuntary commitment. Involuntary okay. committed. You know what that is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So his family got him involuntarily committed to a detox center. And that was the night he called me. So the four days later, when I called him back, he had already gotten out of the detox. And got fucked up. He took, he got let out of the detox a day early. (laughs) His family was expecting to pick him up on a Tuesday. I was there on a Monday. So he figured to get out early so he can get fucked up. He got out a day early and he took an Uber to a hotel. And got fucked up again. Oh, man. Okay? Yeah. But he the whole time I'm talking to him on the phone, he's asking me about recovery. Oh, uh, yeah. Like I was. Just fucking identical shit. Yeah. Identical shit. So I talked to him for, you know, 30 minutes or, I don't know, an hour on the phone. And he's really, like, asking questions about recovery. And so finally I'm like, hey, dude, you want me to just come over there and talk to you? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please come. Please come. So I fucking get in the van, like eight o'clock in the morning, I drive over to this hotel, right? Mm. I get there, and this motherfucker is just funneling Jim Beam down his throat, right out of the bottle. This fucking big ass handle of Jim Beam, he's just fucking guzzling it right in front of me, dude. Mm. Fucked up, fucked up. Mm. And I'm talking to him and he's asking me the questions and shit and we're just talking about recovery, but it's he's so fucked up that it's not really we're not really getting anywhere. You know, right, like it's, it's not, like you need to sleep this shit off, and then we can talk about it. Yeah. You know, I can't talk to you about it. I can't. There's not much I can do right now, besides get you to sleep this shit off. Yeah, that's not. It, you're not getting anywhere. We're not getting anywhere. So I fed his ass a burrito. <laughs> he had like a frozen breakfast burrito. I warmed it up in the microwave. I fed him a burrito, and. After about an hour of talking to him, I convinced him to pour all the booze out. Okay? Yeah, bro. So he poured it down the drain, uh, like a case of beer and the bottle of Jim Beam. He poured it down the drain. And I could tell he was starting to fade, you know? You could tell when people are just had too much and they're just too tired. I could tell he was fading. Yeah, he's starting to go down. So he was starting to go down. So I closed the blinds. I turned the AC on cold. And I fucking turned all the lights off. And I was like, hey, bro, just fucking go to sleep, sleep it off, and I will, I will, uh, I was going to sit there and monitor him, monitor him. I was going to sit there and watch him, okay? Mm-hmm. And he's, like, kind of rolling around on the bed, and he's, like, he's crashing right before my very eyes. Like, he's he's almost down for the count. He eventually falls asleep. Starts getting sick, doesn't he? And I'm just listening, dude. I'm on my phone just, like, reading about crypto and fucking listening to his breaths. breaths. I was, like, meditating to his breath, you know? I was just, really? All I was doing was just listening for Because I didn't want him to fucking die in front of me, I you know? I know, I know. So I'm just listening for his breath, listening for his breath. And 
He's asleep, sound asleep, for about 30 minutes. After about 30 minutes, all of a sudden, in one sudden motion, he fucking rolls over. Throws up. Flips off the bed. Cracks his head open on the tile floor. Oh, God. And starts having a seizure. Oh, my God. Really? Right in front of me. His body was like, his legs were like straight out. And he went like real rigid and stiff and his head cocked back. And blood is just pouring out of the back of his head, pouring out of his mouth and out of his nose. It looked like a fucking murder scene, dude. Oh, my God. So my first reaction is to call 911. Right. Yeah. Like, what else yeah. Are you gonna do? Right, yeah. So I grab the hotel phone. I call nine one one, and he kind of starts coming to a little bit when he realizes that I'm on the phone. He knows I'm fucking calling somebody, but he's so intoxicated and out of it that he he can't like lift his body off of the floor. So he's trying to crawl to the door because he wants to leave because he knows that I called. Mm-hmm. But he he's so fucked up that he can't lift. He doesn't have the strength to lift his own head. So he's like crawling, smacking his head on the tile floor, just busting more blood, more blood, more blood. So I finally just like I gave the 911 lady like the address and the hotel room and shit. And then I just like grabbed the towel and I'm just like mopping. The, I'm like holding it under his face, just mopping this fucking blood off of his face. Man, dude. He's still trying to move, isn't he? He's still trying to go, bro. And I'm trying. He's th- oh, he's like 275 pounds, bro. He's almost like 300 pounds. Big dude, bro. Yeah. I'm a little squawny twink, bro. He's a huh. big fucking dude. And uh, I'm trying to hold him. On, I'm trying to keep him on the ground and like keep the blood from. Because also, he's paying for this hotel room. There's fucking blood everywhere, dude. Right. Which, it literally looked like a murder scene. Oh my god. And so finally, the EMS comes. They take him back to the hospital. I grabbed all of his shit, I, and I went and dropped it off at his mom's house. His, like, cell phone and his wallet and everything. And I went go and talked to his mom. And granted, dude, I had no idea that this shit was going on in his life. Like, he was the good kid of our f- circle of friends. He was the kid that took care of people. He was the kid that watched over people when they were puking and shit. He was the caregiver. He was not the guy smoking fucking rolling bowls in the bathroom with the hose like I was. Yeah, now the tables have turned, it seems like. Yeah, it was. It, but we were just, I was just blindsided. Like, I wasn't expecting right. this. Yeah, man, that, that, that's... I expect this type of behavior from motherfuckers like you, cousin, not, <laughs> not this guy. Like, uh, this isn't him. Uh-huh. So they took him to the hospital. And put him through another detox, and what do you think happened? Did he get? Did he bust back out again? And he do it busted again? back out again and did it all over again. Oh man! Only this time, I didn't go over there. Oh yeah, just... you know, I tried. I I did what I could, but what I did do is I supported him from a distance. Yeah, I fucking continued to send him my gratitude list every morning. He would text me back, and we would talk a little bit back and forth. I continued to let him know how much I love him, how much he means to him, how much how much other people love him how much love he has in his life right this motherfucker went back to the hospital like three or four times in the one week that i was there Mm. in tampa right yeah and all i could think about was he go ahead all i could think about as i'm like watching him on the floor and as i see this blood pouring out of his head and as i'm getting these phone calls from him at the hospital and all this shit. All I'm thinking about is that should be me. Right? How did I get out of the game? And this motherfucker who was never really in the game is in this position. Like I was I was there. I was practically right where he is. 
Yeah, you was... At one point in my life. Yeah. What did I do to deserve this freedom that I have today? Right? Mm-hmm. You, um, I don't know. It you... fucked me up, bro. Now, the story is, ends on, does, the story does not end, but it does move towards a, um, happier ending in a sense that he is currently in a 30-day inpatient treatment that he voluntarily went to. So now he's done. I mean, he's wanting he to get... He says he's done. I've been wanting... talking to him a lot. He's And now that I'm talking to him, the stuff that I'm saying to him and he's saying is making sense. It's The seed has yeah. been planted. He's getting it now. Yeah, he's, you know? he's trying to... Yeah, he's growing that, that, that plant of recovery. Yeah, yeah. He's planted he, the seeds. You helped correct. plant the seeds. He's and, in it for the right reasons yeah. now. You know, he's he's no longer just talking about it. He's taking action. That's good. He's going to groups every day. He's working with his counselor every day. He's in that structure that the treatment centers provide. You know, he's doing what it takes to get back to, you know, a healthy lifestyle or whatever. Uh-huh. But, bro, that was a fucking wake-up call for me because I would just went there on vacation. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, like, this higher power shit, like, Showing you something, show something, showing guiding you, me towards him, right? Because I wasn't even supposed to be in Tampa that day. I yeah. showed up to Tampa a day early. Yeah, and if it had been any other time, he would have been dead on the hotel room floor. Yeah, you wouldn't have been there. He to got help to him. the hospital. He had a point five blood alcohol level. Oh, bro, that's they said if you if that's he wasn't comatose, isn't they it? said yeah they said if he wasn't three hundred pounds he would have been dead. Yeah, because of how high, not point zero five, point five. Yeah, that's death. That's deadly. Death, baby. Yeah. So, like, all this shit, like, the way that all of it unfolded, and I left town after a week thinking that, like, this is probably the last time I'm going to see my friend. You know, I hate to say that. I love this fucking dude. I mean, I've known this guy since his family grew up, like, a half a block away from us. They were the kids that rode their bikes around the neighborhood with us and played baseball with us and all that shit. Like, we truly grew up together. And when I left Tampa... He had gone back to the hospital three times and kept going immediately leaving the hospital and going right back to the hotel. So in my mind, I'm like, this is probably the last time I'm going to see my friend. You know, I had that, but I'm still going to fucking love him. I'm still going to support him to the end or, you know, whatever. I'm still going to do whatever the fuck I can, you know, with some boundaries in place that protect me. I'm still going to fucking do what I can to carry the message to him. And I guess I tell you all that because I don't want to see that fucking shit happen to you, dog. Yeah. You know, we don't understand how close we are to getting to that point. You mean like the point of... uh, The fucking lights going out, however they go. Whether it's fucking rolling your car or crashing your car on your street or fucking crashing into an embankment on the phone with me or fucking... We got, we can't, Picking up the wrong dope bag of meth and then you're fucking, it's got fentanyl in it and you're yeah. fucked, you know? Like, yeah. we're one split decision away from this shit being over, bro. Yeah. And also, we got to take every second that we have, you know, we can't take any, anything for granted, you know? I mean, like every minute that we get, every breath we take. Appreciate that shit. Yeah, we got to appreciate it, man. Being out here on the roads uh, really opened my perspective to that, you know? Just the subtlety. Of, like, what these mountains are fucking saying, dude. Mm-hmm. We just fucking roll around like, hey, we, we lose appreciation for where we live in one of the most beautiful areas. Oh, yeah, man. Because I grew up here. I don't really. I look at the mountains. I look at like, everything, and I don't really 
it doesn't really pop me up in my head or anything. Yeah. I'm just fucking. I'm not even thinking about Drop it. Drop a hit of acid and fucking go on that 12 hour journey, and uh, it will fucking reset you right back to you, that appreciation. You're really gonna be appreciating <laughs> the mountains and stuff then, huh? The the little subtlety of the way the tree the leaves move on the trees when they don't look like they're moving is fucking insane, cousin. <laughs> And that I mean, this was a month ago. I dropped it, dude, and I'm there. I still fucking see it. I'm looking at these right here above me, just barely above me. They from where you're sitting, yeah, I can. You, I, you I can, can barely it. tell that they're moving. If they might not even look like they're moving at all, they're fucking just like the subtlety of of the way that these things, the, the this environment, mm-hmm. it speaks to us, bro. Oh, yeah. I don't even think when me and you were fucking up in the well last summer that we truly understood the powers. Of what was happening to us. Uh-huh. I think we were taking that shit for granted. I think so, too. I definitely took it for granted. Like, my driving privileges was taken away. <laughs> I really, I really, I really damn appreciate getting out of the house now. You know, and then come water for me. I watched, I'm looking at the water right now. And that's what really, like, just seeing how the waves are and, like, you know, how... The water crashes against the rocks and stuff. That right there, that's what really gets me, like, I don't know, puts me in the zone. So what's your plan, cousin? (sighs) I don't know, man. I guess I'll stop doing dope. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Like, don't fucking, no, I guess bullshit. No fucking Steve's pigeonholing me into a fucking corner. (laughs) No, I feel obligated to do this podcast. Like, bro. My life changed when I started doing the shit that I wanted to do. I fucking called both of my parents up in March. And I was like, I'm moving out of the house. I'm buying a van and I'm going to live in it. Right? Yeah. Because I truly appreciate like their opinion. And I wanted them to, I wanted to like see what they, what they felt about that. Am I crazy? Do you think this is a fucking insane? Both of my parents were like, I would fuck, go for it. Both my parents fully supported the decision. What I'm saying, what point being is that, like, we have these ideas of the way that we think our lives are supposed to be. Influenced by the way we were raised and society that we live in and all the other bullshit that's affected us. The traumas that we've been through. The mom that wasn't present. Whatever the case may be. We have a picture of the way that our lives that we think our lives are supposed to be. And usually nine times out of 10, that fucking picture is jaded. That picture is mm-hmm. mm, inaccurate. Right. And so yeah. what I want to know is like, what the fuck do you want, dog? What do you fucking want your life to look like? Like, bro, you are ahead. I told you this last year. You're ahead of the game, bro. Yeah, you keep fucking up. Well, I want to get. I want to go back to school. I want to get my degree in parks and recreational, bachelor's degree, and then uh, I was also wanting yeah to go that into that the military, fucking dream faded quickly. I, you were on here the yeah. first two or three episodes well, of this podcast, basically saying goodbye to me, that you were leaving for the navy, a fucking seaman. Yeah, I know, but. I, I fell off the wagon. Clip that. Clip that soundbite. I need that soundbite. <laughs> oh. 
I was just uh, but, kidding. You said how. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know anything about this high-tech stuff. Uh, yeah, man, I'm still... I want to get out of, when I go to so rehab. So let's let's start. Let's rehab, back it up. Back it up. Back to school. Back it up. You told me this on the phone I'm the other day. You rehab. threw it out there. I didn't fucking ask you anything about going to any kind of treatment. You threw this shit out there. Mind you, I did the same fucking thing. The judge looked me in the fucking eyes and was like, "Mr. Fuck, bleep, bleep that." The judge looked me in the eyes and said, "Sir, I'm looking at your rap sheet, and there is no way." You might have gotten away with this bullshit in your hometown where you come from. You might have been able to lawyer up and get out of it. I was in a, I got arrested in a rural. My last time being arrested was in a rural small town, traveling through Florida. And he looked me in the eye. He goes, "You might have got away with this shit in the big city. Your big time lawyer might have got you off of this shit. But in my county, I'm looking at your rap sheet. You're not getting out of this without going to prison." Right? The motherfucker looked me oh, in the man, eyes and told me that before it, it, we even. Like I pleaded, no guilty, not guilty. But at the pleading, when it was time for me to plead out, to say whatever, that's what he told. That's what he told me. I looked him back in the eyes and I said, "Sir, I would like to go to rehab." And he fucking wrote some shit down on his little thing, and he goes, "Boom, granted, you can go do thirty days." Motherfucker's trying to send me up for like nine months or something like that. It wasn't a long time, but he said, "Go for thirty days, complete your terms of probation, and I'll sign off on you." to be released right yeah was that was that a yeah. similar thing to three duis i, I was facing <laughs> yeah. they were a little yeah. bit more spread out they were spread out over the course of close to a decade they weren't all in uh 12 consecutive months <laughs> yeah but you also i mean he you said he, he looked at your, uh, yes that played a vital role and Exactly. I also don't have a very good track record, so I'm probably going to be faced with the same ordeal, but I'm just going to go ahead and go to rehab before my sentencing, which is at the end of this month. Um, so I'm going to, I'm probably going to go here in the next week. So uh, if you want to, you can give me a <laughs> I ride. I would be happy to give you <laughs> Yeah, I'll need a ride. I don't have a truck anymore, but I don't have a license. But yeah, we'll go. Over there, and I'm, I guess I'll go to the detox for seven days. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, me. I have, I'm not familiar with the, the process. I don't know what it takes. I, the only suggestion that I might make would be to make a few phone calls. Don't just show up there. Call them up. Say, hey, this okay. is this is what I'm. This is what I want. I'm ready. If you're ready, if you truly want to go down this route, call them up and tell them that, you know. Have you been drinking recently? Mm -hmm. Last night? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're going to try to make you go to detox <laughs> first. I'm yeah, I still drink pretty uh, often. I uh, probably go about two or three days without drinking sometimes, but I, yeah. I'm, I'm still drinking. Yeah. And <laughs> I dabble in other stuff, too, after I drink, you know. Can't, like we All said, the drinking baby. leads to other things. I've I was always under like this uh, illusion that for a while there I was under this illusion. I yes, could drink and you were under the stuff. illusion that you could control your drinking. You told me on this fucking podcast that you could manage your drinking, and you turned around and got three DUIs. <laughs> yeah, 
I guess that I guess it was yeah. I guess it wasn't yeah. so true, you know. <laughs> I guess uh it was kind of an kind illusion. Of? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it yeah. was an illusion. Do you feel like I'm beating you <laughs> up, man? I want what's best for. Do you need to hear no. this shit? Uh, I mean, you don't. That doesn't yeah. sound convincing. I mean, I like. Uh, <laughs> yes, I needed to hear. I needed to have this podcast. I needed to hang out with you and talk to you today. I'm glad that we're down here at the river, soaking in all this beauty and, you know, talking about these things. The, I really needed it. It's been a while. The podcast been, never ended. Been a very long time. Number one, our fucking friendship comes before the fucking podcast, right? But the podcast never ended. Yeah. You know, we changed circumstances. We moved along, but. Bro, and I don't give a fuck if you, well, well, how you show up, cousin. Yeah, it's just you know, I didn't want to be I around know. you, fucked up. But I definitely you want to keep do doing this shit. Hang out with you. You want to do some fucking rehab yeah, podcast? Let's, hang out. let's keep doing. I'll call you up and do. I, I can <laughs> yeah, plug in the phone it. right into that little recorder over there. That's why I bought that one because I can do. I can plug in the laptop. I can plug in the phone. I can do all kinds of shit with that little recorder. I bought it specifically for that case. Yeah. We do a little rehab podcast, do, do a little fucking prison podcast, whatever, wherever you end up. <laughs> we need yeah, the, let's, we let's need the audience members to drop some money in your commissary so we can get some phone calls going on yeah. to keep the podcast going. That's right. Yeah, man. We need the Yeah, yeah support the... Uh, N-O-T-G-Pod at gmail.com. We'll get you set up with how to... Drop some quarters in the payphone for Brandon to make some phone calls. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you how. I think I'm we doing can get there. another podcast <laughs> recorded before you depart. When do you want to do yeah, this? Yeah, we man? can do it. Um, no, no, I'm talking about when do you want to go. And my day off. When do I want to yeah. go to rehab? Uh. I want to do a couple more things with my friends. What do you want to do, man? Before I go, and then I want to go to the lake. I want to go fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go camping. Uh, it's summertime. I really want to soak up the, some nature. Uh, maybe go to the High Falls again up there in Glenville. Uh, I don't know, man. I, to be honest with you, I kind of want to <laughs> okay. hang out with some girls. I'll throw you my phone right <laughs> here in a second. Dude. You can just start swiping. Cause <laughs> oh, God. No, I like more uh, Yeah, but where do you meet girls deal. in person? Fucking bar. I don't know. I'm hoping. <laughs> then it starts the cycle all over again. Yeah, I can't, I can't go to those. Plus, I'm, half, I'm banned from this half of them in Silva already. It's a real simple task, man. It's going to make someone else's day, and it's going to make you feel better about yourself. And it might serve that purpose that you're talking about. You see a fucking hot chick around town? This is what I want you to do. If you see a hot chick around town, like those two girls we just saw at the picnic table up there, this is what I want you to do. I want yeah. you to walk up to the, I don't any anyone, any, any girl you see, I want you to walk up to her as okay. politely as possible, and I want you to say, hey, I just noticed you sitting over here. I just want you to know that I think you're very pretty, and then I want you to say, got to go, have a nice day, and just leave. Don't don't fucking linger. Don't stick around. Okay. Don't fucking ask her for her number. Just give her a compliment. Tell her she's pretty, and tell her bye. And leave. And don't fucking leave. linger. You know why? Because yeah. if you fucking leave, uh-huh. it's gonna make her want you. 
For real. And then she's going to come and be like, oh, yeah. dude, he's not, his yeah. intentions aren't trying. He's not just trying to fuck me. He really wanted to tell me right. that I'm pretty. No, you yeah, fucking linger. You're a lingering motherfucker. Yeah. I seen you, bitch. I see, bitch, when we used to work out in the you gym seen me? in college, we used to work out in the gym. Oh, yeah. There was a lot I didn't, of lingering. I just went there to going work out. On. What are you talking about? What are you <laughs> talking about? There was a lot of lingering. Going on. I want you to tell I want you yeah. to tell her that she's pretty, and I want you to tell her to have a nice day, and I want you to walk the fuck away. All right? Okay. Can you do it? Yeah, you got fucking it. Fucking rehab, baby. Let's go, yeah. son. He's <laughs> rehab. That's Rehabbing it. Can up. you do it? <laughs> you gonna do it as soon as we yeah, put I these mics do it, down? Man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go do it right now. <laughs> Bro, point a pointer out. I'll do it. Doggy. I missed you too, man. I really didn't need this. It's been too long for I mean I've been in a few trap houses and stuff and I kinda We need to get in some of those stores though. Of that shit brings healing to talk about it, you know. Yeah, we'll stories, talk about man. some of them sometime. I need some stories. I got a couple of them. I yeah, can't really think. I of got them a bunch right of now. shit to talk about that I've been making notes on that I just haven't done anything about um, for my journaling. And I was about to start a podcast by myself, and then just drop some interviews uh, from people that I meet on the road. That's why I bought the shit. But I would rather bring this motherfucker back to life. This thing that we put so much fucking work <laughs> and effort into, I would really like to just bring this bitch back to life. <laughs> well. <laughs> Let's start doing it. Start pumping some air into the I went and had lunch. Thing, I'm going to give man, a shout out to my gone. homeboy. My homeboy, James. I went and had lunch with my boy, James. This dude, um, this dude really fucking helped me when I was in early recovery. He really fucking helped me a uh -huh. ton. And we started refuge recovery meetings together and all this shit. And um, he he just really fucking uh, really made made me feel... It really was there for me when I was in early recovery. And we were fucking buds, man. We were real good friends. And um just like us, yeah, just like Kinda us. Like very how similar. You are for me. And um he hit yeah. me up like a month ago and he was like, Hey man, I haven't talked to this dude in two years, bro. Two years. Cause I went off on the land because I relapsed, because I fucking avoided all my friends and ran away from all the people that were there to support me. I haven't talked to this man in two years and he hit me up and he goes, Hey man, I'm leaving town. I'm moving to Maine. And I just wanted to reach oh, out to man. you one last time and see if you wanted to get lunch or something just cause I'm not going to be around. I'm, I'm leaving. And so we went and had lunch and we talked or we talked or whatever. And, um, yeah, yeah. It just, it that was great really to good. see him. It was great to see him. It was great to say goodbye. And remember, bro, we don't fucking promote this podcast, doggy. We don't do social media. We don't fucking tell people what to do. We don't tell them to fucking listen to my bullshit. We don't tell them to like and subscribe, all that shit. We just fucking do it. I haven't told anybody we do about it, for it right? But I was sitting there having lunch with him, and I told, he was asking. He was like, he was just like on me. He's like, man, uh, not on me. He was just like saying like, you know, how he knew how much the first original podcast, how much joy that brought to my life. He knew how much I enjoyed doing that shit. And he was like kind of inquiring on like, Hey, have you done anything else? Are you like, mm -hmm. what are you going to do? You got. So you had to be, you kind of. He asked me like, about it. So I had to be honest with him. He asked you about it. So then you. So I had to so be honest with to, him. Yeah. I was like, yeah, actually I did like, we did 11 episodes last summer. 
not off the ground. We did 11 episodes last summer. And um, so I had to be honest with him. And I told him, well, I actually did this show with Brandon and we fucking, you know, it was just, this podcast was more fun. You know, this is, this, this is what I like doing, fucking around, not being serious, mm-hmm. but kind of being serious, <laughs> you know, like that's just what I do. So I told yeah. him about it. And like three or four days go by. It wasn't anything serious, but like three or four days go by and he texts me and he goes, hey man, um, the podcast is great. I'm on episode three. I'm really digging it. <laughs> he listened to all of it. Oh, he listened to yeah, it? Yeah, he loves it. And a few, day, few more it, days huh? go by. He's like, man, you you did a great job. It's produced very well. Um, All this shit. And then he's like, <laughs> do you remember we were told those girls on Omegle that you were in that movie? <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> he goes, was he really in that movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so he's like, he, but he was like really into it. And that fucking, that sparked me back up. Like, God damn, I need to fucking. So, you know, all that just, just say that like, yeah. let's keep going. Let's bring this motherfucker back to life. If y'all want us to okay, keep going, got to. email the podcast, shoot me an email, send us a voicemail, whatever the fuck you want to do. If y'all want us, if y'all want us to keep going, if, if you enjoy any of this bullshit, tell us, you can tell us about it. I'm not begging you to. But you can tell us about it. We also have a hotline, 828-482-5915. Shoot a text, whatever. Send us some bullshit. Feedback's cool. Yeah. If you yeah, if you want to say something to me about You want to send some farewell cool wishes, too. some pr- thoughts and prayers, so whatever the fuck you got, Shamrock will take them. That water, <laughs> that water sounds yes, good. Yes, I'll, I'll take it. Don't 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 delete yeah, that shit out of it. You want, you want the want them to hear it? <laughs> yes, I want them to I hear the water. I love you, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna end this podcast the way I, I love end you too, every man. every podcast I've ended with you. So I think I don't know. Fucking love you, dude. I believe in you. You can fucking do this shit. I got your back. I fucking believe in you because I see your potential, cousin. I see it. Thank you, man. All right. Let's roll, baby. Let's go. You re- you ready to go get some pussy and fucking party Let's down do one more time? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we <laughs> oh, got, we got to. I love you, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love you, too.